Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 117 coming at you guys today. We are recording on August 9th, the night of August 9th. So we actually have a little bit of hockey news to talk about. But folks, this is going to be a very special episode for us, isn't it, Taylor? Oh, it sure is. I'm Boy, excited got about some, it. We have got some stuff to talk about. Uh, before we get into it, folks, want to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network. Absolute beauties over at the Hockey Podcast Network. Go on to the Hockey Podcast Network.com and check out all the shows within the network. Um, boy, uh, just a couple shout outs to give on all of those. Uh, we've got the uh, Coliseum Chronicles folks. Mm. Uh, they've been act- interacting with us on our uh, on our Twitter feed. Uh, of course, obviously, Devil's State of Mind podcast. Uh, great show over there. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, we've been becoming friends lately with a, a certain Vegas Golden Knights one, the Vegas Fever podcast. Mm. That's a newer um, one on the on the THPN, I believe. It is, yes, yeah. brand new. Uh, hoping to do actually some work with them in the future. Here, we are going to be, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, we are going to be going to the Kraken home opener on October seventeenth in Seattle. Uh, they will be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, a nice little rematch uh, from previous years. They they play them a lot during the season. It seems like so. Yeah, six, um, six times, right, or something, something like that's, that. That's nuts. So, uh, taking on the defending Stanley Cup champions in the first home game of the year should be a good one. We will be there, hopefully linking up with the Vegas Fever podcast in some way, shape, or form. Maybe a little friendly wager is in order. Um, maybe they'll maybe they'll pay their debts, unlike the uh, the Grindline podcast. Oof, shots Oof. fired! Yeah, I know. Oof. Fuckers, I'm uh, I'm getting thirstier every day. Not with you know, not having that fucking beer. Maybe we'll have to go to the other Red Wings game. And we'll do double or nothing. There you go. Or, or, or you know, we just have enough fan support that they send us to the fucking, uh, oh, it's not Joe anymore, is it? What is it? Little oh, Caesars. It's, it's, it's unfortunately Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, send us to Little Caesars and, you know, um, oh, you would be so torn. We'll have to get you a half and half jersey or something. I mean, I went. I, we went to one. We went to the Red Wings tracking game last year. Yeah, it was tough. True. It was really yeah. tough. I know. You switched mid-game. We talked about it. It's because I bought a jersey. <laughs> Like I was, I was owning the Red Wings jersey up until the third period, and then you and I drunkenly spent two hundred and fifty dollars each on jerseys. Uh two two fifty per jersey. Oh, don't remind me. Woof. Jesus, what a waste of money that was. Okay, yeah. at least one of the jerseys. Anyway, uh, also to shout out the sensational podcast. Um. On Twitter, we've been having a, a bit of friction with some Senators fans out there who uh, think that they're the next coming of the 96 Red Wings, but... Ooh. Oh, is that too specific? Do I need... Uh, how about the 92 Penguins? Oh, that's the year I was born, bro. That's, that's a great year. It's a good year. It's a good year. Uh, also, shout out to the Late Arrivals podcast. They've been interacting with us. They are a Ducks podcast the quack attack huh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's pretty good considering there's not much reason to be excited about being a ducks fan nowadays so i mean we might you know they might trade john gibson at some point during the season so you got that could be exciting excited. oh and they uh they brought in um alex Stalock this whoa week, so. yeah big news out of anaheim man. big news out big of anaheim news. that's true Look all out. right so uh 
folks, we're going to we, normally we'd go into the hub and uh, also talk about our newest sponsor, uh, Mike Crawford Photography. But we're just going to lead that right into the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we had an absolute experience of a lifetime, really. Sure uh, thank you to Mike Crawford. Just we're going to start that out right now. Mike is an absolute beauty and hooked us up the Dusty Bender podcast. Uh, with media passes to the showcase golf tournament uh, benefiting the community cancer fund. Excellent cause to raise money for um, hooked us up with tickets and passes to go out there. We spent the day out on the Coeur d'Alene resort golf course, taking in the rays, throwing back some drinks and be it, rubbing shoulders with some of the NHL's best. And God, I, I don't know much. I had an absolute fucking blast. I mean, one of the best days you know, and I, I'm married, right? So I have that on, on as one of my top days, obviously. I think but, you're deep, like, you have to say that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's just uh, contractually, I have to say, you know, my married my married day. Um, right. I was there yeah, for that, too. But you sure were. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, dude, Mike, Mike is such a beauty. Like he could have he put on a great show. It was it was honestly just a, a really good, um, you know, the whole event was good. There was a ton of people there. I mean, we kind of showed up and it was a little quiet. And, you know, talking with Mike, he was like, oh, you just wait. And sure as shit, okay. it got fucking packed. And they just, they put on a good show and they did it for a good cause. So, everybody, yeah, just really good time, man. I mean, I would say that most of the celebrity golfers were hockey players, but man, there was everybody there. In oh. fact, the, the Gonzaga fucking basketball team showed up. Signing autographs, yep. yep. That was just absolutely so cool. My, it, it, Mike put on just a tremendous event. Uh, we were able to uh, to nail down a couple great, awesome people. Uh, we got some great photos with some people and even a couple quick, great interviews with people. Um, if you guys saw us on Twitter, we are actually going to feature the interview that we did with Chris Chelios. Chelly. Folks, uh, if you see that, he signed the hat right there. That's uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be having this hat for the rest of my life. Um yeah, Chris I Chelios. Gonna, I was going to say, on. you probably need to clean that hat, but you definitely don't want to do it now. Nope. It's no, got it's, the, it's got the sweat all over it, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. It's This is going to stay sweaty and awesome for the rest of my life. Good for you. Because Chris Chelios is an absolute... How long did he play tell? 42? Uh, it's like one of the one of the oldest guys to play in like the modern 44, era. 44, maybe? He 40, got, he got up there. And I want to say 42. I want to say he's one of, the, one of the rare players that was both a Blackhawks and Red Wing legend. Yeah, yeah. If I've got my facts right on that, I obviously knew him as a Red Wings fan um, because what? Oh, what? Chelly retired when he was 48. No, he did not. 40 fucking eight. Chelly was tied with Gordie Howe for the most seasons played in the NHL at 26. That's unheard seasons. of. Good God, dude. God, so with the golf course, he had to be like 70, right? I mean, he's got to be pushing daisies here in the next at least 30 <laughs> years. Like, I mean, it's, it's got He's getting close, right? He is getting up there. I mean, it, let's see. Let's see what his last year was because then that, I mean, that'll kind of tell us, right? So if he retired at 48. Um, That's a tough one. Oh, it's crazy, I just know uh, before we played the interview for you guys, like Chelios was an absolute fucking beast out on the course. He was having a great time. His threesome going out and teeing off was probably the arguably the best threesome of the day. Um, oh, going out there stuff. with uh, John Cooper, 
and Wayne fucking Gretzky. Yeah, you heard of him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Chelly um, is Chelly is sixty one, sixty two, somewhere in there. I've got the. I, I actually I purposely left the plant the pamphlet right next to us so I could read this off when we we started uh, recording here. Um, I, so some names that you guys might know uh, from the NHL were Bobby Ryan, uh, Doug Waite, mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, Grant Fuhrer, Sheldon Sure. Ja- Does Janet Gretzky count? I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Janet Gretzky. Um, let's see here. She's apparently won that tournament before. No shit, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, I she's apparently that. a sick golfer, dude. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chelios, John Cooper, Wayne Gretzky, Ray Whitney, uh, Mark Rip, uh, Mark Rippins football, uh, Jeremy Roenick, Brendan Morrow. So those are just some NHL greats. But uh, folks, this is—I mean, this whole list is just filled Stacked. with with celebrities. Of different sports, uh, who was your no, who was your favorite non NHL guy there, Taylor? Ooh, I mean, I, I'm always going to be a, a a fangirl of Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald okay. is just a good dude. Yeah, um, didn't really, I got to kind of you know say hi to him, but uh, him and him and Jerome Bettis were kind of in the golf and, and beer mode. Um, Fair. The other the other guy. So I got a I got a I got some knuckles from Dustin Pedroia, who mm. was an MLB player. So. Uh, that one was pretty cool too. So I, I'd say that's you know it's probably between those those three guys. Jerome Bettis was, Jerome Bettis buried a fucking birdie putt on the at the birdie bar hole. So Jerome Bettis will just he lives in infamy now. Yeah, you know. So oh, of course. Uh, my favorite uh, it, one of my favorite memories from that day was uh, Gretzky was on the fifteen. And for those who are not familiar, the fifteen was this: if you birdied that hole, it was half off beers for everybody. Fuck yeah. Coronas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's a, I don't remember. I think I think it was Coronas. Uh, so Gretzky comes up and he just yells out. I, I don't even know if it was if it was for birdie or not. He just he's on a putt. He got on the green and he's like, "I make this half off beers for everybody." And everybody starts you know cheering him on. Everybody's having a good time. And then Gretzky literally goes up and just picks the ball up and puts a fist up into the air. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, and they yeah they, so they were basically just because I think Jerome Bettis uh, so he sunk his and so we went up and got ours right and then yep. um, yeah I think Gretzky came through and they were like ten more minutes of half off beers and we were like fuck yeah dude hell yeah <laughs> we just uh, loaded up on, on some Corotas I think we were double fisting at one point yeah hundred percent yeah yeah that makes sense uh, yeah. but no so okay favorite favorite moment of yours from the day what do you got. Oh, you know, I think, I mean, all the interviews were great. I think the interviews were great. I love golf, right? So go- yeah. just watching, you know, guys, amateurs like me kind of swing the club is kind of fun. Sure. Um, honestly, standing over, using our media passes to be a little bit, you know, be, be those, closer to the action, be closer to the action, be those guys and just uh, standing over by the DJ booth on 18, I think was probably, I mean, it's, it's not like a specific moment, but he was like freestyle rapping. That the guy fucking, was really good. Oh, I he wish was I knew his so name off the top of my head. Dude, he was so sick. Um, and it was just it was cool to kind of stand over there and you know just bullshit with the guys and um, you know kind of see the guys come off the 18th and yep. and uh, yeah, man, it was oh just the whole day. It was unreal, unreal. It was it was pretty good. Um, I would say up there. I mean, I I think God, one of the moments that stands out to me was like how randomly we ran into Bobby Ryan. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Like talking great. with him was super great. And shout out to our, our buddy DJ Maxi. One day we'll convince him on the show. Fucking trooper. Man. Um, DJ came out and had an absolute blast with us. Glad he came. Um, but we were walking toward the 18th and we were, we, we were literally talking amongst ourselves. We were like, God, we probably missed Bobby Ryan. Like we were kind of pissed off about it. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was either you or Maxi like that. That's him. And oh, he's like was, walking me, toward dude. us. Fuck. Yeah. He was walking toward us. And this guy's literally on the phone and he goes, gotta go hangs the phone up and goes ducks hat yep and we're like no fucking way unreal so dj was wearing a ducks hat and that 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 got us a photo with him and a and a good interview that we'll release later on too uh we got some we got some good content from this thing that we'll we'll doll out kind of as we go through the division uh recaps throughout the summer here um but yeah god what a fucking such a good guy it just you can you can tell he's just he's a he's one of the boys. Yeah, you know? absolutely. He's just, he's he's just a boys. good dude. His his girl. I'm not sure if that's his wife or or what. I don't know if he's married, but uh, she was pretty cool too. She was yes. Like, she was like, oh, dude, like yeah, no, yeah, just give me the phone. I'll take the pictures. You know, oh, she was just like she re- she like requested. She's like, yeah. she like, you guys want me to take a picture with Bobby? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a picture. Fuck yeah, with we Bobby. do. Like, Fuck yeah, absolutely. Cool? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so Bobby Ryan yeah. was cool. Um, I, I did, I loved our interview with, uh, Coop, John Coop Cooper, was the man. Tampa Bay yeah. lightning co- head coach. Um, yeah. he, he, he had some time to sit, uh, sit beside and actually talk with us. Uh, Cuban cigar dangling out of his fucking mouth. Fuck yeah. He had his kids, he has kids there, you know, it's just, uh, just that's, you know, that's the dad you want growing up, dude. Such a good time. It's, such a good you know, time. Multiple... Such a good day. Got lots of sun and and had a had a blast. Oh, I was fucking burnt, dude. Oh yeah, and we and we sprayed on some. I think I started with like the 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 suntan sunblock. Oh, that's a mistake. And then and then I and then I got sprayed down by a friend of ours. Uh, shout shout out to uh to Matt Gray. Uh, he was out also out on the oh, man, out there. Boy. Yeah, he's yep. He was yeah. uh he's he's good friends with uh Tyler Johnson's friends. Speaking of, we didn't even get to talk about. We got we got an interview with Tyler Johnson too. Sure did. Sure yeah, we'll be we'll be throwing that out. He he had he had some thoughts on skating next to uh, the first overall draft pick this year. Yeah, tune into that one. That's gonna be a that's a good interview right there. Probably throw that one out. Uh, what do you think when we get to the Atlantic? Yeah, uh, probably uh, probably just when it's the Central or the right. oh the Central. That's yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I always confuse the red because I forget that the Red Wings because the Red Wings used to be in the West now they're in the East. Uh, uh, yeah, they'll probably we'll probably throw that in the Central. Uh, Bobby Ryan will probably be the Pacific um yeah we got and then and then coop will probably be uh for the 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 atlantic division so yeah. pretty stoked about that we'll have some great content for you but today is the chelios interview um and we'll get to that here after after our little bit of recap and uh our stories here but um shout out to also uh, as as you've got a long time listener to the show know that we are sponsored by the hub tavern out in spokane uh we after yes sir there it is uh that's right after the tournament, we made it out our way out to the Hub Tavern out in Spokane. Shout out to Dave. Uh, Taylor, I'll let you take it away on this because this this was your this was your first time at the Hub. Well, it was my first time at the Hub. Um, there was there was a couple beers that I had before this place, so I definitely mm-hmm. had a good good little buzz going. Yep. Um, Dave's just a beauty. I mean, you walk into this place. There's hockey shit everywhere. It's fucking amazing. You walk in and you you just like. You know, the eyes from behind the bar meet you at the door and it's just they're you know, all the eyes are just 
hey, you know, welcome, welcome to the fucking hub, dude. Right. You know, and it's just you just instantly walk in and feel like you're at home, especially as a hockey fan. Uh, it doesn't hurt being celebrities like the Dusty Bender podcast, but sure, of course, yeah, absolutely. um, yeah, and and even you know, even uh, what is it, Mona? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mona as well. Uh, Mona. Mona was a beauty. She was kind of bullshitting with her a little bit. Uh, but yeah, just just hockey shit everywhere. We met. We met Dave. Dave's kiddo. Uh, his kid. He's probably older than us. Uh, but yeah, just just good people in general. And his Spokane Chiefs Avalanche tattoo on his abs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what. That's what. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, um, there. You know, I, I was. It was just. It was great because I, I was kind of in there, and you know, at normal bars, even I'll chirp people because I think it's funny. You know, right? But, uh, just it can get me into trouble occasionally. But yeah, at this place, it was just like you know, you chirp somebody for being. I think there was a guy behind us that was like a fucking Avs fan or something, right? And I was chirping yep. him a little bit, and it's just the whole bar top was just you know, as soon as they realized the that it was free game, you know, they yep. just they start chirping him too. So it was just like, yeah, it's just it's just. It's a good little hockey community, and um, you kind of sold it to me as like, yeah, dude, you're gonna like walk down these back steps into this tiny little house, and it's not like that. It's like a fucking street corner bar, dude. Like I it know. is, but yeah, no, it's not sketchy by any means. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's not at all. No, yeah. uh, I I think we probably sat up in the like upper level with just Dave. It was you, me, Dave and Maxie. Yeah. Uh sitting there and we just bullshitted about everything. You guys were you guys were talking about junior hockey shit. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, just just chatting with him, he's so easy to talk to. Super knowledgeable, right? Yes. You know, he was he was he was like, I you know, I couldn't have told you in a million years I'd own essentially a hockey bar. And uh but he's just he fucking loves it, man. He just has, you know, fallen in love with it and he knows his shit. I mean, you know, there's there's junior hockey that I just don't know about because I, you know, I didn't grow up really in the area. Like I know, I know the guys. You know, I know, I know some of the guys that came out of Spokane and shit like that. But you know, and I know a little bit about the prospect stuff. But man, he's got so much fucking knowledge and ah, oh. oh, just just a beauty, just a good guy, right? Like it's just hard to, you know, those are the people that you latch onto, and that's why we did. So in 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 the world such as this, be like Dave. Be like Dave because 100%. it's the because it's the right thing to do. That's because he's because he's a good dude and he let us all walk out with some uh, some fucking hub merch too. So. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. He he did good do guy. that. So shout out to him. We actually have a flag, Dave. If you're watching, uh, we got a flag on your way. Uh, you can hang that up in the bar so people can throw shit at it. Yeah, darts, eggs. Um, <laughs> what else do people throw? Just drape that across the dartboard. Yeah. Fuck them! They're they're listening to it in the bar, and we say something stupid, and they throw shit at it. That uh, sounds about right. Well, they've they've got enough uh, a diversity of fans in there to where someone is going to be upset with what we say. Oh, 100 percent. There's a there was a Maple Leafs fan that was not happy with some of your Twitter shit, and it was just the most. <laughs> shit. It's like you guys are such, you guys are fucking idiots. It's just all right. Me. Well, there's no there's no getting around that. Like, I mean, if yeah. if look, if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, we just hope that you have a good sense of humor. And, and any, but if you're any fan, just have a good sense of humor. Because that's fair. It that's doesn't fair. actually fucking matter. That's right. Fair. And unless you are a Leafs fan, then you are insufferable. But. Yes, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And if you're a Sharks or an LA Kings fan, then you can also fuck off. But that's right, yeah. that's right. Uh, and, and, as well. and and more recently, a Senators fan. Ugh, ugh, yuck, man. I just think you guys got the next fucking Stanley Cup winning team. 
I, I mean, I do like Shabbat, and I do like, um, I like what they did, but it's just, no. it's, it's the same team. Like, no. you know, but you can't, you can't expect a different season with essentially the, I mean, you can expect a little bit with some of the young guys, right? But, um, you know, who knows? They're, they're a bubble team at best. So Sure, sure. All right, so before we get – so as we've teased on Twitter, today uh, for the summer we like to do our division recaps and previews and predictions and all that kind of stuff. Today we are going to be taking a look at the Metropolitan Division. But before we do, folks, the long-promised interview with the the great Chris Chelios. Chelly Chelly. What did you think about the day? I, I hate golf. I had a great day, though. Uh, <laughs> I was, are you recording? <laughs> so, so follow-up question, how would you do? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. There you go. It's a quick go The long-awaited interview with Chris Chelios, everybody. Oh, I love that he's like, are you recording? He like, like, literally, <laughs> so, The other thing that's kind of funny, I don't know if we're allowed to say it, but uh, so we were kind of waiting for a little while after the after the entire event, right? We were waiting yeah. for Gretzky to come out. We wanted to see if we could maybe get an interview with him, but definitely get him to sign some shit. And... Uh, he was apparently had too many beers on the golf course mm-hmm. to sign any autographs. So he wasn't signing. He signed some autographs at the birdie bar. Uh, but we were, we were, that's when we were talking with Chelly. So uh, I think that group definitely had a very nice buzz coming off the 18. So, um, My, yeah. Did, uh, so, you know, that, you know, that you, the line that, you know, that I know that Cooper said when we were interviewing him, did he say that in the interview or did he say that outside of the interview? I I we're gonna have to find out. Okay, I, all right. I we do, won't we won't yeah, ruin it now. If it he that. said it, I want to play it on the interview in the next episode. Um, so we'll save that. But Coop had an absolute fucking gem. Uh, no, Chelios Chelios was uh in the process of getting hammered, so uh, we weren't be able to tie him down for very long. But Chelly was pretty funny. So I mean, he let us kind of just you know do a quick little interview. You you got yeah. a quick one, and then he kind of let us like. Uh, we do have a picture of you and me and Chelly kind of in the, in the same shot. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. It's a little shitty, but uh, he's literally just sitting there because Gretzky's signing all these autographs and shit on the fifteenth, and uh, and Coop's just kind of chilling there, and and Chelly's just waiting for his fucking caddy. Yep, to drive him around. So he's just sitting in the cart. Nobody's nobody's asking for his autograph and shit, and we're just like. Fucking Chelly, what's up, bro? This is Chris Chelly. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? How is nobody hassling yeah, like, you right now? Yeah, like Wayne Gretzky's cool and shit, but like, do you know this guy's also pretty good? If you got right, we're, we're absolutely. So, and uh, to, uh, one last shout out to Chris Chelios. Uh, he goes on to the so those who are not familiar, the Coeur Resort Golf Resort Golf Course. It's like claim to fame as has a floating eighteenth hole. Yeah, the like Island out, Green. Yeah, the Island Green, like out in the middle of the corner lane, like uh, Chelly. Puts it in and then just tarps off, dives into the fucking water and swims back. Fucking stud, dude. Uh, just absolute beauty. Yeah. No, he was he was a good dude. He was you could tell he was feeling it though, because he was like he could he could have been over there with Gretzky signing autographs and shit, you know, but he was like, I need a second to just sit in this fucking cart. Yep. And collect myself. Cause yep. he, he you know, you could tell he was he was feeling the buzz a little bit. Yep, that's but, right. Oh, such a, it's a, just a good dude, right? Like, um, you know, I, I don't think we'll talk about it too much, but uh, Ronick was a dick to me. So, you know, it was let's, at least... No, let's... Let, no, we're going to peel this onion that? right fucking now because we don't have an interview with Ronick. So, let's... First off, let before he even gets to you, let's insult the man for using up all 
I'm not saying a lot of. There was a sunblock shortage yeah. in North Idaho because of this man. A hundred percent. He literally, like, if they had, they didn't have a, like, traditional dunk tank at this place. But if they did, it would have been sunscreen and Jeremy Roenick would have been the only one that fucking dunked in it. That man was so white. And I'm not even meaning, like, his skin color. Like, no. this man made himself white because of oh you know what here we go live look folks we're gonna pop on over you know what and, may, and maybe he maybe he's had look at this look can, at that you can see it on the arms dude you can see this is a bad photo like i'm not even zooming in and you can see the sunscreen is he holding a tube of it too <laughs> it honestly it honestly looks like you got I don't, the perfect no, I don't shot think so. it he's can't just, be He's just holding some fucking SPF 100 that he just, he used the entire tube. He's literally just chatting with someone real quick before he throws the the, the tube that he just used the whole thing on. No, he's he's actually asking him if they can get his back. Yeah, hey, um, <laughs> I know I'm wearing a shirt, but uh, Chelly said he's going to dive in on, eight, on A16, so I got to at least, I got to do the back so I don't get, and, and maybe to his defense, he's had, like skin cancer scares and shit. I don't fucking know, but Maybe. it was just like, it was like, dude, you could you could leave a little bit to the imagination. Um... You know, maybe trust that the sun up north isn't that fucking bad. Jesus Christ! I don't know, dude. He was lathered in that shit. He was. He really was. Good, good golf game though. He's got he's got a nice little swing. Yeah, and Brandon, uh, we we did we did post. I think it was maybe on the Facebook or maybe even on Twitter. We posted a nice uh, a nice swing from him. Oh yeah, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. Me, Bring let her me up. Pop it, let me pop it back up here. Uh, pause. Go back. It's just another good. It's another good shot of the amount of sunscreen that he has on as well. Yeah, you can see it in his fucking arms. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So this is All this right. is where we started our day, though, right? So we started yeah, this at was, one this was, with this group. That was his first shot of the day. Bad. A little quick. So you know, uh, just a little bit of critique on his golf swing. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. So he's a little quick in the backswing. I want to see. I want to see him kind of pause at the, at the top here. Uh, a lot of arms, though. I, I want to see a little more hips. He does. He does come around a little bit. So it's, it's really not a bad stroke. So okay, uh, okay good for him. All things considered, not not too bad. Yeah, I mean, he's still a dickweed, but. <laughs> okay, so after Jeremy Roenick made a uh, an okay uh, tee off, and then used all the sunscreen, what? Tell us what he did after after the event. So, you know, you you and me are wearing our, our Dusty Bender shirts, and we got yep. our media passes and everything. Yep. Um, so I I'm kind of coming out of the bathroom, and and maybe maybe it's on me. Like maybe I look like I just dropped all the kids off at the pool, right? You just you don't want to talk to that guy. But uh, I'm kind of passing Ronick in the pro shop, and we catch eyes. He kind of looks right at me, kind of you know gets the overview of me, and I go, I go, hey Roner. I was like, how'd the day go? And he literally just like, if he if he was close enough to me, he would have definitely thrown a fucking shoulder into my shoulder and basically okay. been like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Okay. So he okay. just blatantly fucking like glazed over me, walked right sure. by me. And then, but then I think he kind of felt bad and not, not, that not cause he bailed on me, but he felt like, you know, like this guy tried to talk to me. So he's like walking into the shitter and maybe he had shit. Right. So like, you know, it is sure. what it is, Benefit but he literally, yeah, he literally is like walking into the bathroom and some little kid goes, Jeremy Roenick. 
and he stops and fucking talks with this kid. You know? Oh! So like, yeah, and so it's just like, it was like the double whammy, and so, um, you know, I didn't have any of my boys with me, so I, I you know, I didn't have any backup, uh, or else Damn. I would try to fight him, but... That's right. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where I was like, fuck you, dude, like, fuck you, you know? Right, okay, so, all right, so, yeah. uh, Jeremy, so Chris Jellios has been promoted to one of the patron saints we have on the show. And Jeremy Roenick is now on the shit list. No, I mean, he probably had to take a dump, dude. Like, oh, on. you know, okay. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit. I, I wow. know the, the rest wow. of the night. Okay. I mean, I know I was bashing him at the fucking hub. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was bashing him all night. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would just I would I'm just offering up uh, opportunity for him to come on the show and just explain himself, you know. So, OK, uh, probably, if he really had to take a had dump. Probably most likely you've been probably drinking all day. Or he had to throw up, dude. I don't know. Had but to throw I mean, up. but he literally he literally doubled back for this little kid, and you know, uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Everyone That's else true. gave me the time of day, so. That's true. That's true. We did yeah. get some great even, stuff with that. Even even Tyson Nash wanted to shake my hand, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking talk to you. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> God damn it. That's so good. All right. So, uh, great time that we had at the showcase. Great interviews. Uh, we we're gonna dull those out over the course of the summer when we do our division previews. Um, excited to excited to bring those to you guys. But for now, we'll get into the main event of the show, mm. which is the Metropolitan Division preview. Is it Metropolitan? Uh, that's not the kind. That's like the ice cream, right? That is the ice cream. Mm. So uh, if you guys do not follow us on Twitter, here is uh, the graphic that we put out to try to get uh, everybody talking. And maybe uh, comment in a little bit, uh, and uh, you know I'm not uh, I'm not too upset about it. Uh, Coliseum Chronicles comes on. They they uh, they gave us a nice little shout out. Uh, they said Flip Wells is one and two. I agree with that board. Oh really? That's 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 high praise. Yeah, that is high praise. Um, yeah, we'll get it. We'll deep dive into this right here. You know what I like about this? We always we always kind of talk about this every year. Yeah, uh, it's kind of nice to have. You know, if I just completely shit the bed with this list, right? We can we can go back at the end of the year and be like, "Fucking Wells was an idiot here." You know, what right? I mean? Right. Uh, I like that. I like the, uh, you know, just making keeping us in line. So yeah, absolutely, got to hold uh, us accountable. Yeah, because we take everything very seriously on this show. Yeah, hundred percent. I literally, uh-huh. I literally received your text on what I consider a smoke break at work. I don't smoke or anything, but I'm just sure. out there, you know, jerking it a little bit. Sure. And got your text and said, fill this out. I said, all right. And filled it out in about two seconds. So, uh, but I think it turned out all right. I think so too. And it's amazing that we had roughly the same amount of picks, um, a little shuffling in the three, four, five area, but, uh, it, a bit, a bit of consensus here. Um, so let's, let's start from the bottom up. Um, I want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, let's, let's, if you wanted to on your screen, bring up the, the flyers on daily face off. Ooh, no, it just it literally just <laughs> it kills, just goes to an error page. Kills my Chrome. Yeah, <laughs> you you trust me, dude. You don't want to see this. God. All right, I'll take that down. Um, so, folks, we've got uh, as you saw the Philadelphia Flyers in the number eight spot. We've got them finishing at the bottom of the division. And uh, if you know anything about hockey, and you look at this uh, lineup that they've got, I that I. I think you, you should agree with us. 
the only th- the only re- the only way that this team doesn't end up at the very bottom of this division for me is if John Tortorella can work his every single player on this team is essentially a third or fourth line player and works his fucking magic to where they some he somehow gets the most out of his very subpar team um but I just don't see it so they, literally their best player is I think you said a second line player yeah, I mean, I, at this point in their careers, you know, Owen Tippett is Owen Tippett. You know, at this point, probably should be a first line player based on his age and shit. Uh, but him and Joel Farabee are probably more second line tops. Travis Konechny, if he's not injured, can play like a number. You know, uh, first line guy. He's kind of a he would be more of a compliment to you know a, a good uh, center and left wing. Um, so I could put him on a first line, and I think that's probably where he fits in more uh Sean Couturier is okay but I mean this team this team isn't terrible there's some old names like Cam Atkinson uh Couturier my my really good friend um Garnett uh you know Nick Delorier and shit like that like they, they do have some names on here but um and names that p- can play a Tortorella system right I think like a like Sean Couturier is kind of built for that and and obviously this fourth line is clearly built for that mm-hmm. but um Still, just just not a lot of firepower, right? I mean, they they just don't have anybody that jumps off the page at you. So um, that that was a very very you you said very optimistic. Nice, that was very optimistic. This For is an a dog, This is a dog shit team. For an eight seed um, team, I was being really nice there. That was that was incredibly that's a new nice. leaf, dude. Yeah, it's that's a uh, incredible. Like I I I'm very surprised that you said so many nice things about this absolute dumpster fire of a team. Uh, that first line, Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett is young and exciting, but unproven and probably not going to get it done this year. Um, Scott Lawton, Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny are a acceptable second line, probably should be a third line. Um, Cam Atkinson should probably just retire at this point. Poor guy, dude. Uh, poor guy. Like I, I have nothing but nice things to say about Cam Atkinson when he was actually healthy and good. Cam Atkinson is a very good hockey player. Um, but just kind of faded into obscurity with just being riddled with injuries. Um, yeah, in this fourth line, I, I mean, it's it's a bad fourth line. Like, is it a fourth line? Sure, um, but it, this this is a bad team. This is a bad team. Uh, scroll down to the defense. It doesn't get much better. It does not. What do you mean? Mark Stahl is here. I mean, there's, there's Mark some... Traffic Cone Stahl. Is that his middle name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, it, it's French. Traffic on. Traffic on. Cam York is is interesting to me. I like Cam York. I think he's going to be a good player. I think by the end of the year, you see Cam York on the top pairing. But I I agree with you. I mean, like you know, I I know who like we know who Nick Sealer and Sean Walker are. But to the everyday casual fan, that's those are random generated names. Yeah, those aren't those aren't real people. Those are fan people. Yeah, and and that means nothing. Uh, Sandheim and I mean Ristolainen, I think has been overrated for a while. Um, yeah. oh, that's bad. And he's not going to find new life in Philly. It's yeah. just, yeah, he's yeah. this is bad. And then it, it only gets worse as you go to the goalies. I I now I I do think it is too early to say that Carter Hart is a bust. I agree. I'm not willing to say that. It, it could be very much a a John Gibson situation where he's just had the bad luck of being behind some really bad teams. Um, so I'm not really willing to 
sign him off just yet, but I, I, it's not, this isn't a situation where Carter Hart's going to drag this team into the playoffs. No, not, it just, I think he's got, he's just got a little too much baggage at this point. Yeah. Um, I think this, this is an interesting piece. I think if you see the Flyers have any sort of success this year, I think Ryan Ellis, uh, coming back kind of contributes to that. I think Ryan Ellis is still a good player. He didn't play like at all last year. Um, so an interesting piece there. And then, and then I do like the, the backup Cal Peterson is, you know, just getting another chance, but I agree. I, I mean, you just, you look, especially in this division, especially in the East, yeah. you know, you look in the East, this team is just, it's, it's not good. This Torts I mean, is not, look, I, I can understand maybe a tough nose, hard nose coach coming into a good team and maybe, you know, doing the Herb Brooks, like if they hate me, they don't have time to hate each other kind of thing. Sure. I get that, but Torts is hard nose, you know, disciplined ways on a bad team is just going to make this team feel even shittier. And I, I just, I don't see this. I don't see this happening. This, this is a bad team. It's going to be a bad team. It will be a successful season if they aren't last in the division. Yes. And I think, I think the important part here is, if you're planning on Torts being there for a good amount of time through the rebuild, right, into Mitchkoff being there, there's guys that have to have some pretty thick skin, right? Joel Th- Joel Farabee is going to be there. Owen Tippett is going to be there, right? Uh, Cam York is going to be there. Those guys have to put up with Tortorella and, and literally fucking thrive under his system. And I just, it's it's so tough with Torts, man. I just, you don't know how those guys are going to react. So I, I think this team, before Mitch Koff comes in, this team needs a new coach. I mean, it's just Tortorella is just there to make a paycheck until he gets back on the fucking ESPN or whatever. So, yep, pretty much. Um, yeah. Um, so that was both of our eights. Uh, I believe we both our bottom up. three is the same. So okay. let's okay. let's jump over to the Washington Capitals now. I think a, this this honestly might be a controversial take to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps because of historical bias, like we're not used to seeing the Washington Capitals rated so low, mm-hmm. but you and I have them second to the bottom in the division. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, tell me why you think that. I think it's age for me, dude. Um, I, you know, you don't I, think Max Petrietti is going to turn the team around? No, Max Petrietti is not going to do that. I mean, at some point Ovechkin's going to fall off. It's not going to be this year. It's probably not even going to be next year. But I, you know, for me, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, and I think, I think when you get down to this area, this is where, you know, in this, yeah. in these deep pairings and stuff that really does fall off for me, you're really just banking on, uh, Kemper being a fucking lights out tendy with, with this amount of D. Um, that just scares me a little bit. I mean, we got a lot of big names here, right? But you, you, you know, you start getting into the ages of some of these guys. Big like names DJ five Oloshi. years ago. Uh, exactly. Nicholas Backstrom getting older. Max Pacioretty, you know, uh, does he even have any Achilles left? None. Um, None. They've fused the back of his heel to his calf muscle. It's just, it's just metal. Yeah. It Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't move. It's just fixed. Right. And, and, you know, and Ovi's, Ovi's getting older. I think Kuznetsov has been overrated for a little while now. Right. It doesn't sound Um, like Kuzi is too happy to be on the team anymore. Right. So, I mean, you know, you're not going to get the most out of him if he doesn't even want to fucking be there. Good thing they locked up Tom Wilson, though, 7 by 7  
Woof, dude. You know what? I, th- this that's contract, a core to build around. If I ever seen one, this contract is this contract is is too rich for me, right? I don't want seven years out of Tom Wilson. I think he's still he's still a valuable player on this team. More towards the three to five years, though. Correct. Right. I think if uh, this contract was, I don't even know if I'd give him seven. I think I'd be closer to six or five. This, you know, five and a half, six. But. This screams, and I know that this is Red Wings bias, but this screams Justin Applicator. Applicator, I know. I saw that one a lot on Twitter, dude. This is this is vintage Justin Applicator signing. Like you're gonna get three years into this contract, and you're gonna really regret it. Like yeah. he is going to be an absolute anchor on this team. Yeah, he's gonna be a Ryan Reeves fourth line guy. He could, he could easily do that. He really could. Yep. But I, I think I think where they do have a little bit of optimism, this is a pretty nice little third line, right? So if you're if you're a Caps fan, yeah, like you 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 know Sonny Milano, you know is is infamous for the uh, him and Trevor Zegers connecting on the fucking yep. I forget what they call it now, you know, uh, Dylan Strome, <laughs> third overall pick, right? Yep. And, and him being right here, this is where he needs to be, right? Yep. Dylan Strome in a in a third line center role is perfect. And then Anthony Mantha, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You could have a really nice season out of that third line for sure. So uh, there's potential, Man- but as a as a Red Wings fan, Mantha had he has the raw talent. It it's more of just like he is kind of like his personality is just not really great. Yeah, yeah. And um, then that fourth line, I I mean I know Nick Dowd. Uh, I don't know how to say it really, but uh, Abu. Kubel or whatever yeah, his fucking name yeah. is. I, I recognize him. I think he was I think he was Flyers for a little bit. Um, but nothing to nothing to call home about. Yeah. Um so I I mean I, star power alone, like you know, Ovi's still going to score probably between 30 and 40 goals this year. Um Max Pacioretty, if he can stay healthy, is probably good for 25-30. Um Kuzi will probably put out his same output. Tom Wilson, you can count on for at least 20. Uh, oh, she's really fallen off here. He's, the injuries sure. are stacking up. Uh, I mean, these guys can be counted on to do what they've done in the past, just a little bit less. Um, but that's the problem is that, you know, since they won the cup against Vegas in that first year, um, they've been on a slow downward trend. And instead of rebuilding the, but, but this is by design, right? Like, you know, right. there are some right. guys that try to milk every, like the penguins that, that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but this team, it, they don't care about winning the cup anymore. They want Alexander Ovechkin to beat Gretzky's record. So right. that's what this team is designed to do. And, uh, you know what, if that's your overall goal, great. Uh, you've got Tom Wilson to keep, keep Ovi off his back and he'll still be out on the power play. And I mean, I don't know. I just, this this roster, it, there's there's no change here really from last year, other than Max Pacioretty, Patches and, and, and Milano, I think. Right yeah, uh, Strom, you know, but these are these are filler guys that don't really move well, the needle Str- too Strummer's, much. Stromer was there last year, I think, right? Wasn't he with Detroit? Mm, no, I think I think Stromer was. Uh, Who am I thinking of? Uh, Detroit Cop? Kubalik. I was thinking Kubalik. Oh, Kubalik, yeah. Um, well, because Kubalik and Strom, I think, were with Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in any case, yeah, I, I just don't, there's not too much to move the needle here. Like it's basically the same team as last year with a few couple additions to round out it. Um, and, and it's, th- these are not needle movers enough to get them into the playoffs or really even make them competitors. Uh, this defense is 
frightening. I love Rasmus Sandin, though. I think this was, this was a great uh, deadline move by mm-hmm. whoever the Capitals GM is. Uh, this kid's going to be sick. So, okay. I mean, they, you know, their top four is okay. I mean, you basically have Jensen and, and Ferivari for, you know, just to be the defensive guys for Carlson and Sandin. So They're I fine. Yeah. Hate it, but, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. So. Okay. It, it's solid. It This isn't a bad team. I, I don't have necessarily a lot of faith in Darcy Kemper as maybe you do. Yeah. Because um, he's been, I would I mean, argue, inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, I still have him at seven on my list, so I'm not super comfortable with them. Yeah. it's just, Like I said, like this team was an outside-looking-in team by a pretty hefty margin last year, yeah. and they didn't really do anything. That that Do they are, – are they going to – like – Basically, what I'm trying to say is all the additions that they made offset the little bit of amount that their best stars are going to get worse due to age. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it, So I don't see them doing too much else different from last year. I, I, I think that yeah. they're an outside team looking at. I think, that, I think they did have a few injuries, but I think... I you know and and maybe you know maybe we look at it at the end of the season and they're sixth in the division instead of seventh, but I that I, I still would put them you know outside of a playoff spot right so agreed and I don't even I, I necessarily don't even see them as a bubble team to be honest yeah I mean they you know, they could surprise but I I think just based on this top nine they could surprise if these these nine get hot but uh, if I think if all of them play the game that they've been playing four or five years ago absolutely. Sure. Like these are big names, but that's but that's like expecting Sidney Crosby to play like how he was when they won the cup last time. Right. Like it's just, you know, the name the name is there. No disparagement against Alex Ovechkin. He's an amazing player and has been, but it's just, you know, natural takes progression, dude. Yep. yep. Natural progression. Absolutely. All right, let's let's run to let's run to number six real quick. All right. So back to the list real quick. We've got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, this might be a surprise to some. I mean, in comparison to what it was previously, the Blue Jackets were famous for like actively being terrible last year. Sure. Um, they've got they've made enough moves this year, and with the addition of Adam Fantilli, the first uh, wait second over third overall pick this year, and boy, I, I just I think there's hope in Columbus. You bring Mike Babcock in, and Babcock, I, I'm not holding this guy into higher. I grew up a Red Wings fan. I grew I, like I, you guys, longtime listeners of the show and viewers of the show have seen, you know, me growing up with Babcock as the head coach at Spokane chiefs. I've met the guy. I, I should be a big fan and I, and I do respect him to some degree, but coming back out of his, shall we say exile, I guess you could say, um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the kick in the pants that the Columbus Blue Jackets need, especially since this is such a young team. You know, I, do, does an older style coach, even one who says he's, you know, an off quote, but essentially rehabilitated into learning the new style and dealing with younger players, is he going to be the right fit for this very young team? And I, I just... I, I don't know. I, the answer is I don't know. I think even in a good scenario, I don't know if they're necessarily bubble, but um, can can uh, Mike Babcock work with this young team, this very, very young team? That's a, that's a, that's, I think that's the big question coming into the season because that first line of Johnny Gaudreau, Boone Jenner, and Patrick Laine, I don't think anybody's doubting that. 
that's a solid NHL first line. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people underrate Boone Jenner. I have watched this guy play. He is a solid hockey player and can be relied upon to be a first to second line center. Um, Johnny Hockey and Patrick Line have the raw skill to do it and get it done. Now, now we move on to all the other wild cards and uh, opens on this team. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, it seems like I'm kicking it back over to you, but uh, Taylor, you're really big on these young guys. I do like the young players on this team. Um, and I think, you know, I think there's there's a little bit of bias, right? So, like, you know, putting putting Columbus above a team like the Capitals, who's just full of, you know, older guys. I think, you know, you're basically just, just like every team in the league, right? You're just, every fan base, excited about the young guys that are coming through. Yes. But, you know, over, over the old guard that's been there for a long time, right? Sure. So, but I agree with you. I think I think if you look at, at their top line here, uh, Boo Jenner is just a poor man's uh, Bergeron, right? Yeah. So, and you just yeah. stick Marchand and and uh, and and uh, you know Buckwheat on the other side. I can't think yep. of his fucking name right now. Patrick Laine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you know this this ne- top uh, neckbeard, neckbeard, neckbeard Laine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then you know you kind of get you kind of get into this area. This is this, this is in theory. A, like it's already going to be a, a pretty good line this year. Give this line three years. Oof. Yeah, that that second line or the first line? Uh, second line. Mm-hmm. Like th- this, uh, honestly, uh, it'll it'll bounce around. Obviously, like we might even see Adam Fantilli centering Gaudreau and Patrick Line this year. But sure. like if if Johnson, Fantilli, and Marchenko are allowed to develop some chemistry with each other, oof. This yeah. is. That, that it, anybody like Devin, uh, our, our friend of the show, Devin Lewis loves prospects. Like sometimes it even clouds his judgment in fantasy. Cause he'll pick these, like these really young guys that, you know, are promising in the future, but not right now. Yeah. Um, this is a line that just makes any prospect watcher just happy. Oh, you know, I think the only thing that scares me about this line is this is what you would expect on a, a, a team that you could see potentially going to the playoffs. This is a that's a line that you would probably want to see on your third line, right? right? So, so that's you, like the that's like the Kako Lafreniere line for Rangers. Yes, I yes. think this this line to me is better just because I like the players better. I've always been high on Kent Johnson. Um, Adam Fantilli should have been in Anaheim, and then March Machenko has been good. I mean, he's you know he's just kind of waiting for that opportunity to to break out. He uh, has always been a good prospect. It's just a matter of time. I think he had, he had a decent year last year, but uh, so yeah, I, if this line could, if this line can click, you just, that's what you want to see. If you're a blue jackets fan, that's, Absolutely. that is, this is the future of this team. Even with line a, uh, Goudreau is a little older, but even with Patrick line, a, I mean, this is, this is kind of what you want to see, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. You go a little bit further down. Uh, Bemstrom's been there for a little bit. There's just I'm high. That, I'm high on Jack Roslovic. I've watched his game. He's mm-hmm. a very good. He's he's a solid hockey player. Yeah, and and with Cole Sillinger, they can make a little magic together. I I don't like. I don't hate those two together. And then Benstrom just brings a little bit of that grit, right? He brings a little bit of sure. the gets into the corners and shit. Uh, you know, fourth line is pretty pretty meh, but pretty know, fourth line, pretty fourth line. Um, I think we've talked about this before. I think where they really did upgrade. Um, you know, you you get into even their bottom pairing. I still think, like we've talked about before, I still think this is probably where um, they had uh, their guy down in the AHL. 
Um, e- either way, I don't think this is going to be their six Probably defenseman. Not. You yeah. know, by the by the beginning of the year, I think that this six is actually going to be a little better. Um, so, but I mean, you got Wierenski, Severson, and uh, Provorov, obviously, and then I mean, having a Branson and Boakvist on your on your bottom pairing. It's just it's not it's not terrible. I mean, you're just giving a goalie like Merzlikens a little bit more support, which is what they wanted to do, and it just it just gives them an opportunity. I, I yep. still don't think this is a playoff team. No, but I I think they're in the right direction, right? I mean, you can look at you can look at the the guys that they have, especially up front, right? This this six right here is so young. Uh, they're just they're gonna build off of this year, and you could potentially see them in the playoffs. I think next year probably. So I am I'm going to give uh, a prediction that Ms. Lincoln's has a bounce back year. I mean, with the AHL defense that he had in front of him last year, I think that's a pretty safe prediction. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Like he was hang he was hung out to dry a lot last year, so right. there there is that side of the things. Um, I and I think honestly, like I I don't know, maybe maybe we're reading too far into how much influence a coach has. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see when Babcock talks about how, you know, like he's, he's reflected and he's done some stuff and he's, you know, worked with how to work with younger guys. I'm very curious if that's just, you know, talk or if he's actually like, you know, studied up on, you know, the newer style of the game and maybe some psychology on how to deal with, you know, the, this next generation of athletes and that kind of thing, because nowadays, I mean, it's, you know, maybe an older generation respected or, you know, understood, you know, hard discipline and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, players, especially nowadays, they have enough power to say, fuck you, coach. Sure. And if the coach goes, well, I'm going to bench you and he'd be like, good fucking luck with that. Yeah. Have you seen my contract? Yeah. You're going to answer to people a lot higher than me if you do that, bro. Exactly. So like players, players now have a lot more say in everything. So maybe maybe Badcock has to develop. We'll see. I, I'm curious to see if he actually comes in. I, I do think that the move to get Babcock was very much the, it was, it was Yarmo Kekalayan saying, look, we are, we, we want to be taken seriously this year. Mm-hmm. We are not, we're, we, we don't have some crazy, we, we don't have some guy that has crazy lightning bolts shaved into his bald head. I don't think they were lightning bolts, but you, you catch my drift. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, it was pretty sick. So yeah, I, I've got I've got you and I both have the uh you and I both have the uh blue jackets finishing out uh third from the bottom. Uh it, an improvement on last year, but sure. uh but still outside of the playoffs. Yep, yep. All right. 100%. This is where you and I start to differ. Yep. So let's uh let's let's start with the pens on your list because the pens have have the most recent news yes so uh, yeah they, they got they got last year's norris guy which we discussed a little bit on the last podcast um uh, it's a good pickup for them i mean you know you know you know me i like kyle dubas i like what he's done i liked what he did in toronto we didn't talk about carlson yet huh we didn't talk about carlson yet uh okay i i that's not what I, I was going with some something else, but I just completely spaced it. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so picking up Eric Carlson, uh, honestly, it was kind of a steal. I don't think Dubas really so, gave up that much. Let's, but I think... let's start with that trade. 
what do you what do you think about this trade in a vacuum? Like let's let's not let's not look at the larger context or anything. Let's look at this trade in the vacuum that it is. How do you feel about it? I mean, Dubas got his man, and I don't think he gave up that much. I think he basically dumped cap and gave up a first. I think first and a second total. Um, I'm so the deal right now. Yeah, so I think I think in general, right? I mean, we we've talked about it previously, where we basically said like, you know, they're, the Penguins just got to go for it, right? They're, um, or they, technically, I think we both said that they probably just need to tear it down. But Dubas got in there with Crosby and Malkin and basically said, you know, what do you guys want to do? And they probably told him, hey, let's let's just see what we can do. Let's go for it. Um, yeah, if you can zoom in on that a little bit, we can get it. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, Peng- Penguins getting Eric Carlson. Uh, I do think a, a very underrated piece in the I'll, trade I'll that comes you. Hold on. that comes back to the Penguins is uh, Rem Pitlick that just adds a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a third fourth line guy to a team that you know is probably looking a little top heavy at this point, mm-hmm. right? So I I, uh, I kind of like that. That's just super underrated piece of the whole setup. But I, I also think I also think San Jose's hands were a little tied. I think Greer's hands were a little tied. There's no way that he was going to be able to keep Carlson. Carlson was just going to sit on the bench. Right? No. I mean, Car- Carlson's one of those guys. He's just he's not even going to play. He's not he's not going to play in the fucking game. Uh, he just comes across like that to me a little bit. So um, I think his hands were a little bit tied, and so a lot of people are like, you know, Greer fucking sucks. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's I think it's you know. Uh, this was probably one of the better deals that was on the table, and you know he got a first round pick back for it. So, Gru has taken some shit saying that like you know he's 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 delved out uh, two of his biggest pieces on his team for you know re- a first, a second, and peanuts. Um, I I think at the at the end of the day though, the problem is is that everybody knows that he was up against a wall unless he wanted to sit on these contracts. And just be mediocre for years, there was nothing he could do. And if you're saying like, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, how much did how much did San Jose retain on Carlson? Like one point five. Yeah, not much. Like peanuts compared to what the actual monster Goliath megalith contract that is. So it sounds like Greer got what he wanted, which was take most of the money off the books. The Penguins get what they wanted in the sense that Dubas is doing everything he can to try to make sure that Crosby and Malkin get one, and, and Latang, not to leave him out, get yeah. one more kick at the can. Am I wrong? No, that's, I mean, that's okay. definitely what it is, man. It's just, it's just making sure that those guys are happy when Dubas comes in. Like, this yeah. is, I mean, we're, we are honestly looking at a Penguins full rebuild in what? Two three years, yeah, I'd say I'd say three at the latest. Okay, uh, four is pushing it. Like yeah. there's in four years, Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, or Latang are not on this team. Yeah, it, or, it any and or all kind of thing. Like they're they're getting up there. Uh, maybe Carlson is there to usher in a new generation, that kind of thing, or or get get traded one more time. Um, but 
Dubis is there. I love the shade that he threw. Did you throw? He he said that the deal for Carlson had been in the works since his previous employment. Previous employment. I like that he just basically, yeah, was like, you all know where I was, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be business appropriate, right? You know, his previous employment. So basically saying like, hey, I was working on this for Toronto, and now that I'm with Pittsburgh, they just continued working with me, and that's why I got them, right? And Toronto fans just slowly turned over in their double wides. I so I've I've seen mixed reactions from me Maple Leaf fans on this. Um, some are you know uh, upset with Dubis because he's talking shit about the Maple Leafs, and if you say anything critical about the Maple Leafs, unless you're a Maple Leafs fan, mm-hmm. uh, you're public enemy number one. Like us, yeah, exactly. Uh, even though they say the same shit about their own team, sure. Not enough grit. But anyway, uh, oh, we'll get into grit. God, I can't wait to talk about Toronto in the next one. Um, But this one is a situation where you're just like, fuck, man. He was the bell of the ball at this point. Everyone knew that he wanted out of San Jose. Everybody knew that people wanted him out of San Jose. I'm personally happy that he's not going to Seattle. I thought that would have been a terrible fit. Mm -hmm. And Seattle would have had to given up a decent amount to do it. So I'm happy about this. I, I do think this is a bit convoluted and of all the teams in this whole thing, I would say that Montreal is probably the winner. Getting Petrie into Smith. Uh, but they didn't do anything. Sure. They're just like, I, I think they're just probably money, huh? Yeah, they were just money. And I honestly like getting a second round pick Petrie comes back to help your very struggling core D like you got assets for basically being a, an, in, you know, an intermediary. So there's nothing wrong with that. I think Montreal did a decent job. Um, so, okay. In the, in the terms of the trade in a vacuum, I think Dubas just absolutely fleeced this. This is a fantastic trade on his behalf. Yeah. I mean, being able to shed enough contract and money and shit to bring in yep. the, the Norris trophy winner. You can you can literally like we can sit here and we shedding Petrie and Grandland in one fell swoop. Whew. Yes, yeah, dude. It's just it's just quick work, man. It's just yep. super tidy. Uh, Dubis is a good GM. I just you know there there's there's deeper problems to why Toronto wasn't winning while he was GM there. I, it, just, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. I mean, he's doing what you want to see from a GM. He's literally improving his team. Yep. And yeah, I mean, in in in, in a you know, it's just, it's a good move for them. I, does it get them over the hump? Uh, maybe like, you know, maybe we'll see if they kind of catch fire. It just brings them a little bit of extra, a little so, bit of extra fun, but let's, let's know. go out of the vacuum. Now let's go outside of the trade. Let's take the bigger context. I don't think that this Eric Carlson trade is going to, it doesn't make them a contender. Ugh. <sighs> This is a poor. This is a poor man's Edmonton to me. Yep. Right. Yep. Just super top heavy. I mean, Riley Smith. Like, even if you were super top heavy, you wouldn't want Riley Smith in your fucking second left wing. And That's, this is this is just gross down here, dude. I'm sorry. Let's let's look at that for a second. Like, let's say like, okay, Riley Smith was a third line, borderline fourth line guy on the Vegas Golden Knights that just won the cup, and now he's slated in to sit next to Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust. Yeah. I just don't like the the depth on this. It it shades of the Capitals here, 
where the big names are still the big names and they're still sure, skillful, sure. but they're getting older and they don't mean as much anymore. That which means that depth needs to take up the slack. And I do not like the depth on this team. It's just concerning. I mean, yes, you have you have Eller and, and Carter, but Eller and Carter five years ago, right? I mean, yep. like that's that's a different those are different players than they are now. Yep. Um, I think Brian Rust is gonna have a bounce back. I think that's yep. that's a guy to keep an eye on. I think he will Great. have a bounce back, which will help. Um, and 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 uh, you know, I'm being rude. I'm being mean to Riley Smith, but I, Riley Smith, Riley Smith is a good defensive forward to me, right? So Riley Smith is a, a solid hockey player. Yes, I, and but, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to deny that. But but I say that in every sense of the word. Like you're, you can't like if Riley Smith scores 20 goals next year, that's a good season for him. Yeah, 100. percent like that, it, but that if you're a Penguins fan, you need him scoring 25, 30. Yeah, and he's not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah, just I mean, I, I don't hate this forward group. Uh, no, what about, what about Raquel? I mean, he, he had he's just he's super inconsistent. So he'll he'll okay. go off with Crosby for a little bit, and then he'll be shitty. Gotcha. So, don't mind this top line. I think this is still a good top line, right? Crosby oh my still God. Has, Math- has the jam, dude. Matthew Nieto is still playing hockey? Love this, dude. I actually played hockey against him growing up. <laughs> That's what's funny. I could, I could, you know what? I could be filling the fourth line of the fucking <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins at this point. Uh, he was scoring like three, four goals a game. I was scoring like one every three, four games. But, sure. you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think you know. So this is this is kind of the big area, right? This is where um, Pedersen is actually an old duck. Uh, he's mm-hmm. pretty underrated, actually. So their their top four isn't bad. I really don't think their top four is that bad. So I, I I'm I'm going to take opposite takes here on this. I, Marcus Pedersen to me is underrated. I think Ryan Graves they're they're really overrating him. Sure. Sure, I can um, see that. I, I don't think Graves is that good as as what they said. I, I think he's a he's a fine hockey player, um, solid defensive. But I think he I think people are kind of overrating him a little bit, like a lot of wishful thinking. Whereas Pedersen, I I think that he's he's got another step that he could take. I think that he yeah. might be good. Um, I think that it, especially on here on Daily Faceoff, I think that 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 combo is good. The problem here is one hundred percent. This is a Burns and this is a Burns and Carlson situation. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't need another Chris Letang, sure. And you got another Chris Letang. Does adding Eric Carlson to this team make it better? Yes. Is it what it needed to get that last push into the playoff? No. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think instead of Eric Carlson here, putting a defensive defenseman with a guy like Marcus Pedersen who has a little bit of offense, right? That at least just you can stick this line out against the top. God, can you imagine? Car- can, else, are you ready for Carlson and Latang on the same power play line? They won't. They'll do one and two. You think so? Yeah, I don't think they'll put them out at the same time. I mean, you know, you go to their you go to their forward group. These guys, these guys, got to get time. What? Is, scroll down. What does Daily Faceoff have their first pair? Carl. Okay, so this this is their freaking first pair, dude. Pedersen and Carlson are the first pair. Okay. Tang like him a lot, and and you know I'm a little higher on Graves than you are. Uh, this is their second pairing. There's 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 no okay. there's no excuse that this isn't their first pairing. I mean maybe maybe if you're putting these guys out against the first you know McDavid's and Graves, and shit, but Graves is fine, and that's yeah. and and that's what I mean by it. he he's fine. Whereas I I think that a lot of people are trying to make him into something that he's not. I think this is funny. Like you don't need. 
POJ on your fucking second. Panther. I don't know who that is. Uh, I think I think he was with, he was with the Coyotes for a little bit, I believe. Um, yeah, he's li- literally yeah, this is that's this that's, is not his spot, dude. POJ and OEL are, OEL hang out in the offseason. Yeah, they're like buddies. Yeah, uh, just because like, they, hey, they have. You do know, you have do you have a super long name so people only refer to you by the three first letters? Yeah, dude, we should hang out. Dude, yes, dude. We'll go to Starbucks and we'll just be like. Who's a drink for? And you'll be like, OEL. <laughs> yeah, I. But I could see this. I could see this easily being me yet. So let's like let's go to the most concerning part. Keep scrolling down. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! Watch, watch Ninjelkovic be fucking sick next year. That's dude. not gonna happen. <laughs> that is not going to happen. He couldn't do it in Carolina. He had his opportunities in detroit granted he got shelled in detroit but he still couldn't do it uh boy i like tristan jari when he's on his game he's a good goalie sure but when he's off he's off yeah and i think he's just he's been a little injured recently so i mean but that's like look at his you know his his name not his namesake but the guy that came before him matt murray like would would you and I sit here? So Matt Murray signed with um, who'd they sign with? Who'd he sign with recently? Hmm. I don't I don't have my uh, oh Matt Murray fuck god damn it! On. Matt Murray just signed with somebody. I think that just tells you how important. No, he's he's is. not. But probably. Oh no 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 no! That that's the big deal. We should and we can talk about it in the next episode. But uh, he got put on LTIR for the season, and the yeah. season hasn't started yet. Um, so I mean, if we were talking about a fully healthy Matt Murray, would we be having the criticisms that we have of him? Um, would you? Oh, really? I okay. don't know. I think I think he's a I think he's a bit of a head case, man. But agreed, but you can work through that stuff if you have raw talent. Like, sure. I think if raw, so look, my best example of that is Ryan uh, uh, Leonard, Robin Leonard. Like, is Robin Leonard a head case? No doubt. But if you take his physical injuries off of the table, where he had to fucking get double hip surgery plus shoulder surgery, mm. he's a good goalie. Sure. Like, I, w- I, I wouldn't disparage that in any way. So the same with Murray. Like I understand he's a head case. Like he's got to he's got to worry about that chain of hot topics he has in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a big deal. Like it's a he's lot a of pressure. Capitalist dude. He's right. Exactly. Man. So he's got pressure to deal with. But like he did, I, he's got two Stanley Cups. Right. Right. Like that's not nothing. Like that's not a fluke. Yeah, and I think I think I think that's definitely the weakness of this team. Right. So, Agreed. you know. You know they're a little top heavy, right? You know yep. in the in the center or the a forward group, heavy. Uh, pretty top heavy. Yeah. And then I think their top four is. I mean, Eric Carlson clearly makes their their top four defensemen much better, right? So I mean, you know, you you Pedersen's gonna have to play a lot of fucking actual defense uh, if this is the pairing. But you know, it's just it's just a trade off that you have to have on some teams, right? I think that the goaltending is going to be their sketchy yep. point, and that's why I have them a little lower in my in my list. So, right. So going back to the list, you've you've got them a little bit lower, um, and which is which is understandable. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, you and I are you and I interchanged three different teams, but at the same day, like 
do we expect any of them to really make the playoffs? You know, uh, that third that third spot will, but you know, it's it's a crapshoot, yeah. and we'll we'll see. So uh, jump on over to the Islanders now. Um, I've got them at number five at the lowest spot there yeah. in that number five spot. Um, boy, I'm just not impressed with this lineup. I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, they did what? Nothing to improve? Uh, not really, dude. I mean, yeah, not, not too much to, I mean, you're basically just, you got guys that are getting older and you got guys that are getting, you know, so this was just, an, this was an outside looking in team last year mm-hmm. and they did literally nothing to improve. Like Kyle Palmieri is your second line right winger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I to, to me, I think you can you can stick Pierre Ingvall up in that second line, but um, if you're trying to yeah, if you're trying to spread it out a little bit, I think that's totally fine. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, sometimes not doing anything works, right? So you're gonna have a full season. You're gonna have a full off season with Horvat. Um, Matt Barzal was hurt for a good chunk of last season i think uh, you know a- anders lee you know and he can still put the puck in the back of the net and, and brock nelson brock nelson's never gonna have the year that he did last year but i mean you're gonna see a guy like oliver wallstrom get a fucking chance right and, and oliver wallstrom is a good player so so i i could argue that this offense has been roughly the same for the last two, three years and hasn't done anything. But the points that you made, you're taking a more optimistic approach to it. I'm taking more pessimistic. But why don't you scroll down to the defense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have no confidence in this defense. This is This is a defensive defense, but not in a good way. Like the all these guys are there to play solid defense in their own zone. That this defense was designed under trots. Yes. But under a new coach, under a new system that actually might, I don't know, want to score goals, this defense might not adapt to that well. And I just I don't I all these guys are solid defensive defensemen. You know, even Pollock, I, I understand that he's got an uh, off, offensive side to his game, so is Dobson, but I just don't like this defense. I don't I don't see them stepping up into the play, and I see them just getting over fucking whelmed. Uh, this team saving grace is going to be the D, uh, is the goalie. So I mean, this is this is the same D that they had last year, and they yeah. they missed got the playoffs. Very, they missed the playoffs. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think they had a lot they had a lot of injuries last year. I think that was. That was definitely one of the defining things. And, and, and okay. com- to be completely honest with you, ever when they got rid of Trots, I didn't believe in this team. So this is this isn't me just being a fucking Islanders homer. I, I've never been an Islanders homer. It's I I fully believe in the idea that this team, if like if Barry Trots was still the coach of this team, I think this team would somehow scrape its way into the playoffs. But sure. using these players in the way that is not in Barry Trotz's system, like. Because Barry Trotz plays a very defensive system, very boring hockey. If the if you try to introduce any sort of like rush game or transition or anything that's like remotely offensive, uh, I just don't know if this team can handle it. So, so my my argument my argument to why this team is going to be better this year, okay, um, 
is the exact same argument as to why the Rangers are going to be worse. Oh, okay. So the the reason is you bring in a brand new coach. You bring in a so Lane Lambert is different than Peter Lavalette. Lavalette's been around the league. Um, I think Rangers are still going to be okay. They're not going to be, especially in a division where Carolina and New Jersey are going to be clearly better, right? I think, you know, the Rangers are going to have a little bit of a fall-off. I think Gerard Gallant is a better coach than Peter Lavoulette. I think another year in Lane Lambert's system with a very similar team to they had last year, I think that first year, guys are just trying to kind of figure out the systems and, and get used to that shit. I also think the Islanders definitely dealt with some injuries, whereas, um, you know, every team deals with injuries, but I think the Islanders, I mean, they don't have a lot of firepower from an offensive standpoint to begin with, but mm-hmm. losing Matt Barzal for fucking any amount of time just killed them last year. So I, I think I think that's why I'm a little higher on them. I think they've, they've had a full year in Lambert's system. They've had an offseason in Lambert's system. I think Noah Dobson is, I mean, clearly Noah Dobson is better than Ryan Pollock mm-hmm. and, and Pellick. I think Dobson is clearly the, the first defensive pairing. Um, I would agree with you. I think, I think this D is boring. I think this is very uh, Carolina defense two years ago, three years ago. Oh, God, I think, Carolina. I can't wait to get to their do. I, I want to talk so much about their defensive core. Yeah, I want to talk about their. Def- I want to talk about Carolina's defensive core so hard. Hard, um, and you know when it, when I look up front, I mean technically this third line, uh, fashing, you could probably you could, I could argue that you just stick cutter uh, clutterbuck up here. Um, I I, I still think sure. this is you know you're still, you're, you're we're, we're splitting hairs at this point splitting hairs sure. between these two sure yeah um but I, I do you know i i'm not a huge fan of pajo but i mean for a third line center that's a pretty good third line center jg pajo has lost all confidence in i've lost all confidence in him a long time ago he's a third line center he they, they brought him in as a first or second potential like you know oh this guy in two years is gonna be a first line center he's not and i we, we talked about this when the trade happened He's he's just a third line center. That's what that's who he is. Um, okay. So I, I I think I think you know with all of that with all those different points, you, this is that's this what it. Is, oh, 100%. This is one of the best goalies in so, the league, dude. This and is I, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the because you've got on on your ranking list you've got the Islanders in the third spot, which is pretty fucking high. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that you have them so high. Uh, I'm, I just. I don't know. I'm. I was assuming when I saw that that you're like, okay, Sorokin is going to bail them out of a lot of shit and drag 100%. them into this third spot. 100%. I, I'm just not as positive about it. I, I think is, that I think that the problems up front, league, dude. I, I'm not. It's not a knock against Sorokin. It's not. I, I recognize that Sorokin is one of the best goalies in the league. Hundred percent. It is not against him. It is literally against everybody in front of him that Lamorello did nothing to improve this team up sure. front. And he is literally banking on the fact of what you just banked it on. They had injuries last year. And we're hoping that now that we have a fully healthy roster, just like Vegas, like they're taking the Vegas approach. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we were really unhealthy last year. Once we get that full team back, we're going to do well. I I'm, I'm betting against that. I'm just saying that like, look, I look at these guys. It's a solid team. I think under a solid structure, it would do well. 
but you lost that when you got rid of trots. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Sure. Sure. I we're we're definitely they're not winning the cup. We'll put it that way. No, God. I mean, I'm not saying they're winning the cup. I'm just saying sure. this sure. this team is if they can stay semi healthy, um, uh, based on the amount of injuries that they had last year and then finishing where they did, they they have a very good chance of exceeding expectations for sure. So Sure. Um, yeah, it'll be sure. interesting. I mean, Sorokin, Sorokin to me, this is a huge take. Uh, Sorokin to me, if he was on a team like, say, the Tampa Bay Lightning, say, the fucking New York Rangers, uh, he is the best goalie in the league. So that's okay. that's third, how, third that's best. How high I, I am. On I would him. argue that, that Ott, I would argue that Ottinger's up there, but uh, yes, but Ottinger. So that's the thing is, it's so hard to compare these guys, right? Ottinger has been on good teams since he got into the league. Fair. Right. right. And I think, you know, even with yeah, trots, okay. I think even with trots, like the the actual faculty that are on these that that are that have been on these Islanders teams aren't anywhere close to those three teams that I just named, right? So um yeah, really, really uh it's always gonna be a good a good debate of who the best goalie is in the league. But I me personally I think Sorokin is you stick him on some of these actual fucking contenders. That's ah, a stud, dude. He's so fucking good. That's fair. All right. So, okay. And yeah. and I'm not disparaging Sorokin. I do think he's a good goalie too. Yeah. I just I think I think the odds are stacked against him with the team in front of it. I, um, they, I did have I did have so even in my two minutes. They're of aggressively debate, mediocre. Yeah, hundred percent. With even in my two minutes of of throwing this list together, um, I did debate between three and four. Throw. Okay. So okay. Uh, so it's yeah. Let's jump. Let's jump to our three and fours then. Okay. Uh, the New York Rangers. Sure. Um, this team, you could argue, got better sub- addition by subtraction. I, I genuinely think that the Kane and Tarasenko ads were like rental. Like this might put us over the top, kind of ads. So I, I honestly don't think that they very they, they didn't matter too much to the internal chemistry of this team. Yeah. Um, when you look at it, Chris Kreider, yeah, he had a, he had a down year compared to the massive year that he had the year previous. I would know because I fucking picked him up my fantasy team. It fucking sucked. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so, but, but Kreider is still like, even if he like balances out of the two, like if he hits the middle of, you know, the bad season he had, the good season he had, if he's in the middle, that's still a very solid player. Mika Zabinajad is a fucking stud. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think anybody could do that. Kapokako is, I, look, our, let's, we can even address that right now. Kapokako, Alex Lafreniere, like, are they going to be what the Rangers were hoping they were going to be? I don't know. Uh, they are still pretty too, young. Yeah, too soon to know. They are still pretty young, but at the moment, uh, I don't know. Capo Capo seems to have a little bit more leeway with the team than Lafreniere. I think a lot more eyeballs and pressure on Lafreniere than they are on Capo, um, which is weird because, like you know, right now this is the off season. Trade rumors are the way of life. Like that's how hockey writers keep their traffic going. Um, you see a lot of stuff on Alex Lafreniere. You you see little to none for Capo Caco, mm-hmm. and you could argue that Caco is the is the worst of the two. So 
the fact that he's still there, I, I don't know. I, I think that the Rangers are still going to play it patiently. Um, this is a good, like, if you look at that second line, Panarin, Trocek, and Wheeler, that's a good third, second line. There's nothing wrong with that. Wheeler, even Wheeler in his, you know, later years, not playing as well as he has, it's still a good hockey team. He fills yeah. up that second role well. Um, Lafreniere, um, Chidel, how do I say that? Chidel, Philip. Someone said Heedle. Like Heedle, like, that's right. Philip yeah. Heedle and Jimmy Vesey, that's a great third line. And even if they try to uh, replicate the young person, what do they call it, the triplets line or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, even if they bring that together, that's great. Um, and this fourth line is a solid fourth line. I don't hate this. This is yeah. This is a good, solid team. I don't know if it has the star power enough to actually make a run at the cup, but this is a good offensive line. Now, but, but anytime that you and I have talked about the Rangers in the past, the problem's not been, yeah, the, the problem's not been with the offense. Mm-hmm. It's been with this blue line. Sure. And it, because up until this point, it's basically been Adam Fox. And I know that Rangers fans will probably argue, Jacob Truba, Jacob Tubra. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor, what do you and I think about Jacob Trubra? Oh, he's a slime ball. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, he's coming on the pod next week, so can't wait. To you think so? Yeah, um, I you know th- this D. So you and I have always kind of had a little bit of a crush on Gustafsson, so it's interesting to we see have him on really this def- have on this defensive uh, six. So um, and Braden Schneider is is a good two way D. I think they drafted him in like 2019, 2020. Um So it's it's not a bad. He's just a younger guy on that third pairing. Uh, Ryan Lindgren's Lindgren's okay. He does what he's supposed to do, you know. So this really isn't a bad defensive pairing. I mean, I I I kind of I kind you know I can convince myself of all six guys, right? And that's that's why I was struggling a little bit. You know, I probably probably should have put Rangers at three on my list, but um, you know, I I think you know I I do think that this D is is a little bit question, right? I mean, there's a little bit more question marks on this D than there is with a lot of this. I think there's a little bit of shake that you can, a little bit of shake up that you can do on the, the, the lines. Uh, but I think the D pairings are, it's just a question mark, right? Like what, what kind of year are these guys going to have, right? Is Keandre Miller going to have the years that he's been having or, you know, it, it, there's, there's gotta be a point where he kind of falls off. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think the, the D pairings are definitely the question mark. And you know, if, if if your question marks are Braden Schneider and, and Ryan Lindgren, I don't think you're doing that bad. So it's it's a solid team. Yeah. It's really not a bad game. Now this, so combining the perfectly acceptable offense, the passable defense combined with arguably one of the top three best goalies in the world. hundred percent. I think we're going to do just fine. I'm not, I, I'm Jonathan very quick. You mean, right? very worried about Jonathan quick. Not, I, <laughs> if I'm a Rangers fan, I really hope that Shesterkin plays all 82 games. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but Igor Shesterkin is, is, is arguably, if not the best goalie in the world. Yep. Um, yep. It, definitely top three. Uh, the, the team in front of him is definitely good enough for him to backstop a good team. And so, I'm I'm excited to see the Rangers. They're they're one of the original six teams that I don't hate. Uh, aside from you know, I love the Red Wings, but as you, if you like one of them, you can't like the other five. Um, but I don't mind the Rangers, so I'm excited to I'm excited to see this team 
roll the dice again with what they've got. Um, Wheeler, I, I think there is genuinely an, argue, an argument to be made that Wheeler is an upgrade over Patrick Kane. Uh, we'll see. Like after you know, didn't Patrick Kane get like double hip surgery or some shit? I don't know, but I think I think what you're looking for in Blake Wheeler is he is more of a passer. You've got it right. So I think, uh, and he's got two people to pass to. I don't know what that said, uh, but what I'm saying is, I actually I think either Blake Wheeler moves up into this spot so he can pass to Kreider, who's a fucking shooter, whereas because sure. Panarin's a fucking passer and Vincent Trocheck is. You know, uh, he's a two-way guy. A two-way guy. So I mean, you you want you want an extra shooter on that line instead of Wheeler. So I could see Wheeler bumping up or or down. Um, but yeah, that I, means yeah. If I was going to move these lines around a bit, I would I would take your advice. I would say Blake Wheeler goes up at the front, but then I would put Lafreniere on that second line. Same. Yeah. Try to would, try to reinvigorate too. that raw scoring talent that we saw in the queue. Can I can I tell you what what my lines would be for the Rangers actually? Hit hit me with it. Jimmy VC, Philip Heedle, Blake Wheeler. Whoa. That's, that's my third line. I'd stick Blake Wheeler on that third line, let him have let him let him just kinda, you know, be the old guy with, with Heedle and VC's turning into the old guy at this point. Jesus. Um, I, I don't mind this this top line. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Um I honestly at this point I'd probably, you know, Trocheck's more of a passer. Um, you gotta, you gotta keep these two together, right? Yep. So I'd probably, I, I'd probably move Lafreniere to the top line and then Kako down, down one. So, um, I like it. But yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Rangers, Rangers are a good team. That's why I was I really, we, we both, have, we both have them in playoff spots. Like, yeah. you know, technically speaking, like I've got them in the third metropolitan spot. You've arguably got them in a wild card spot. Well, and I think, you know, I think if, if I took more than a couple minutes to just blatantly throw my fucking list together, I'd probably have Rangers at three. Okay. Uh, but I think, you know, for the purpose of the pod, I will fight to the bitter end for Sorokin. So. Sure, sure. I appreciate that. Okay. <coughs> All right, and then back to agreeing with each other. Uh, the yeah. New Jersey Devils at number two. Um, folks, this is a good hockey team. Yeah, they are. Uh, this is, I, I think they finally are starting to round into uh, something that, you, let's start from the bottom real quick here, though. This is where they're scary. Yeah. Let's 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 start with scary and then move out from there. Okay. Do you think that they try to upgrade this? Like, do, would the New Jersey Devils be in the, in the Gibson market? Yeah, 100%. I mean, okay. they, there's no excuse that they aren't, right? Especially if the Ducks are willing... Especially if 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 Vanacek or uh, Schmid played pretty good for a good stretch of the year last year, right? So if if the Ducks were like, you know, hey, we want one of these guys to come back, I think they're clearly in the Gibson sweepstakes. Okay. Um, I, to me, to me, especially if you're bringing Gibson, and he's still pretty young, dude. I think he's like thirty. Um, I think I think Va- uh, Vanacek does it right, and then worst case scenario, you got Schmid as your backup. Right, I think uh, a package involving Vanacek gets that done. I this team skyrockets to the top. I I know Gibson was voted like uh, when one of the top tens was like the most overrated player. It's oh, that so, was by somebody that we gave him hella shit for too. Yeah, that was just I, a Twitter guy. 
that's fine. I, I, you know, I, I get it, right? Like, there is a lot of talk about how Gibbs, you know, how good Gibson is and shit like that. And uh, he's been on shit teams for the last, like, five years. That mm-hmm. guy is still a fucking stud, man. And, and for, like, four, if I'm not mistaken, three or four of those five years, he's put up above 900, which, like, as, as a loose Seattle Kraken podcast we are, we were happy if fucking Grubauer got above 900. No, hundred percent. So the fact that this guy was on a bad team like the Ducks and was posting, you know, anywhere from nine ten to nine twenty save percentages, pretty fucking good. That uh, is pretty fucking good. And I, you know, Dallas Eakins was a, a nice gentleman, but man, he was not an NHL coach. So right. he just he was so he was so focused on like f- scoring goals and shit, and he still didn't have a good fucking plan for that. But he just forgot that defense even existed. And, yeah, Gibson got fucking shelled, man. It's so this hard. such a stacked team. I fucking love this team. I, so and I'm so yeah, happy so for New Jersey. I've wanted them to be good for so long. I was a I was a Scotty Go, uh, you know, obviously being an Alaska kid, I was a Scotty Gomez, game, uh-huh. you know, fanboy. So uh-huh. it's good to see New Jersey back in it. Yep. So I looking at this, Ross, like Dawson Mercer, Nico Hersher, Timo Meyer, like, what a great fucking first line. That's Woo! unreal. That is that is just unreal. Um, it's it's almost not worth talking about. Like Nico Hersher is like one of the best all around guys. Like that guy is just on everything, doing everything right. He his game reminds me of a Matty Beniers, and mm-hmm. I know I know it should be the other way around. It should be like I Matty Beniers reminds me of Nico Hersher mm-hmm. because of the age difference. But you know, again, loosely a Seattle Kraken podcast. Um, Nico Hersher just does everything right. The guy is everywhere doing everything. Um, Dawson Mercer, uh, he's a scorer, man. He's a fucking Dude, jammer. He turned into a fucking stud. He had like a 15-game point streak or something stupid mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking stud. And then, oh, yeah, just throw Timo Meyer. Oh, yeah, just just casually yeah, throwing toss Timo it, toss fucking Meyer. Yeah, toss him yeah, um, I, I think you really like you really start to see how fucking sick this team is when you get to oh they kind of had Jack Hughes lined up on the fucking second line with Tyler Toffoli. Jack Hughes is Jack Hughes is the second line center and just and then and then just throw Jesper Bratt who didn't have as great of a year last year but is still fucking he's still pretty sick. fucking good <laughs> yeah it's just stupid dude. Um, the third line is one that I like to talk about. I think this is, this is an interesting line. This is, this is one, honestly, if their goalies didn't have such a big question mark for me, mm-hmm. um, this, this team easily wins this division yep. because I think you get into the, even this top nine, Alexander Holtz, like, you know, he's just kind of, we're still kind of waiting for him to have that just crazy year. Like he's played pretty good in the AHL, but sure. uh, we're just kind of waiting on him. But then you stick Eric Holla and Eric Holla is a fucking warhorse, man. Absolute fucking warhorse. Like that guy is he plays, he goes where he's needed. He's he he basically has played on as many teams as fucking Yager at this point. Sure. But he goes everywhere and he's not traded because he's bad. Like he's traded because he's good at what he does and fills that role perfectly. And I, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for Eric Holla. And Andre Palat, like, honestly, like, it, I, I I think that he's kind of low. Like, I think uh, Palat could easily play a second-line role if he wanted to. Yeah, but I think I think where he's at in his career, this is a perfect spot sure. for him. Sure, sure. You know, I think it's 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 very similar to the Wheeler thing for me. 
Right? Yeah. He's not as old as Wheeler, but I think, you know, he kind of brings that. Like, I want Palat with Holtz over anyone okay. else in this top six. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I and, and Halla, right? I think this is just whoever, hey, shout out to dailyfaceoff.com. Whoever made this lineup, uh, it's a nice top nine. I like that. Yep, absolutely. And that third line, that's a, or that fourth line, that's a solid fourth line. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I like these two guys a lot. When, when you're talking about concert. fourth lines, you're not looking to blow the world away. You just want a, your, your best optimal fourth line is somebody that's not going to get you scored on. Sure. Like when that when that line, if if that fourth line is plus minus zero at the end of the year, that was a good fourth line. That yeah, sure is. And they got in a couple scraps, you know. There you go. Yep. Uh, defense. Uh, this So in addition to the defense – or in addition to the goalie, rather. The, historically, the defense has always been an issue with the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. I think they're finally getting around to fixing that. Mm-hmm. It, granted, it leans very offensive. Like Luke Luke Hughes, John Marino, and Dougie Hamilton are offensive-minded defensemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Kevin Ball a little bit. Okay, so I yeah, I didn't know much about him. So... You've, you've got a defensive core that is very skilled, but leans more toward being offensive, not defensive. So that, that this has been New Jersey's problem is you've got a lot of guys, even on the back end, that are contributing to the offense, which is not a bad thing. But if you have that, then you need to have somebody solid in goal. And that's sure. been the issue. Like when, when McKenzie Blackwood is a hop, skip, and a jump from becoming the goalie, you got problems. Yeah, and I think I mean Vanacek played played really good for stretches last year. Yes, right. Um, Inconsistent would be the best way to put him. Sure, sure. And so did Schmid when when they needed him to play well. So maybe Um, they're a good one too. Yeah. So, but I I agree. I think I think this is definitely an area right. They're super stacked on forwards. Luke Hughes with a little bit of extra you know time in the NHL, a little bit of extra time to cook. He this kid's gonna be fucking sick. Yep. Right. And John Marino's not a bad player. So I, I, I don't hate their I like John six. Marino. I just it's it's a little you know, even Kevin Ball is young, dude. I mean, like, you know, three of their six are pretty fucking young. Siegenthaler isn't bad. Um, you know, and Brandon Smith isn't absolutely god awful. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean He's you know, fine. He's fine. It's just, yeah, their their, their D is a little sketch. You just don't know what you're going to get, right? Luke, Luke Hughes can be a fucking world beater for all we know, right? And then this team jumps to a favorite instantly, right? I mean, I think, yep. you know, if, if Luke Hughes has any kind of a season close to Dougie, uh, we're looking at a pretty fucking stacked oh, team. Y- so, you, you throw know. a – or 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 you throw a, a Gibson on this team that's going to put up a 9-15. God, dude. On Absolutely. this on this team, even with this D, I I guarantee you, you can put up a nine hundred. I guarantee and they'll you outscore Gibson, their problems. Yes, and, but I also guarantee you that Gibson puts up at least a nine twenty. I yep. I think on a good team with a good coach and a good system, that guy is right back to they just, what they he was just, doing for the Ducks when they, they were just pushing. Yearn for consistency. They need they need if they could just get a goalie that puts up nine oh five. You know. Like I mean, that, that's but that's what Vanacek was doing, dude. I mean, Vanacek uh, had a decent year, and so and yeah, when but it's Schmied not, but it's not well, consistent. Nine oh five, it's nine oh five because like one day he gets a shutout, and the yeah, next day he yeah, sure. lets in ten. You know, sure. Like that, they need consistency. They need to be able to be like, okay, 
we're going to put in, we're going to allow one to three goals a night. If we score four goals every night, we're going to win the hockey game. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how to look at it. But uh, it's, this is offense is not the problem on this team. If I, if, if I was the, if I was the opposition's goalie and defense, I would be very worried about this team. Yeah. It's just fucking waves. It is. They they will score. This team is going to score goals. Uh, yeah. One gambling advice. Uh, bet the over on the Devils the next week. This is a first line. This is a first line. You could argue this might be a second line. Yep. You know. That's then, a fourth line. That's a fourth line. But, I mean, yeah. Two firsts and a, and a second line in your top three. That's stupid. Pretty good. It's pretty good. This is this is going to be an interesting team to watch. They're going to be fun. The Devils are going to be fun to watch next year. Yes, And I would are. definitely bet the over. Not it. Either they're getting scored on, they're scoring the goals, or both. Well, especially if they don't make a move for a tendy, <laughs> there's a good chance they're gonna Boy. those games are gonna be six five. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. All right. Last but not least, to wrap up the episode and the list, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes at number one, and folks, it's well deserved. Sure is. Uh, this is this team is uh, so. To wrap up, I mean, they made a deep playoff run with a very injured team. Mm-hmm. Um, that it ended up being that scoring kind of dried up because of the the injuries that they had. But man, oh man, this team is just four deep. Yeah, I, I honestly like. There's not a ton of big names past, right? So I mean, you know, people, people, casual Teravainen. Right, I mean, he's too low. I honestly, he's a th- he's a third liner, but uh, and he could easily he could easily start slotting into some of these top two lines. But but when I, you've you got Tivo Teravainen, Tivo Aaron on your Tivo Teravainen rather you on go. your fourth line, like you know that you've got depth. That yeah, and I, and I do like Jack Drury. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's not a lot of big names, right? I think, no, but it's solid. Yes, and I, I think it's it's solid, and we've just we've seen a very so the only guy compared to the the team that just was super injured and lost to Florida last year, they just brought in Michael Bunting, who as much as we make fun of him, um, is not a bad addition. To solid this team. player, solid player, right? So I, I, I think I, he's you know. slated a little too high there. I th- I think somebody will take that top spot. He's he's more of a second third line guy in my opinion. But I think I think all of these lines are bad. Okay, yeah. So the, yeah. Yeah, the 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 guys are good. Um, whoever did this on daily faceoff, probably I would. I I agree. I would probably ship yeah, these around I mean, a little bit. I also, I you know, I occasionally also indulge in the uh, Mary Jane. So hmm. I you know I could have probably made something like this too um, on one of those days. So that's fair. That's know, fair. But yeah, I mean, you know, I get that you maybe you're trying to spread it out a little bit, but Svech should probably be on the top line or he should at sure. least have somebody that's going to fucking help him. Svech like, oh, will probably be up there. Michael Bunting goes down. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. But the fact that, I mean, when when you look at this roster and the two guys that like don't, I, I understand that you're saying that like they don't have star power. I get yes. that. Like the yes. closest star they have is Aho, right? Yeah. So that's, but what, what does this roster remind you of? Of maybe like I don't know the Golden Knights, who maybe just won the Stanley Cup, where they had what you know is Jack Eichel a star? Yes, and then everybody else is just kind of like that's like they're they're good players, but he was surrounded by good players and they had a depth team. 
So mm -hmm. you've got Aho, that one guy that can do that, and everybody else is just solid. Jesper Fast is solid. Jordan Stahl is solid. Right. Jordan Markinuk is solid. Like the the two guys that are no namers, and that's a loose quote, are Drury and Noison. Mm -hmm. And those are solid players. Yeah. I mean, Drury's young and, and uh Noison's been around the league a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you could shuffle these a little bit, but you start looking at some of the names and stuff like that. So I think what's important here is to just kind of look at very similar um, offense to what they had last year. And that's the only thing that concerns me with this team is I think, you know, they were hurt. injuries definitely hurt them, right? But they didn't score at all in that fucking, you know, against Florida. They, so They were hurt. I, I agree. I think it's just, it's a little concerning. I would have wanted to Against say, Florida, you mean? Yes. Well, that's, yeah. I thought I said Florida. I thought you said Vegas. Oh, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I, I would have liked to see them bring in someone a little bit stronger up front, but I think, I mean, getting getting to where they got, you know, getting getting to where they've been the last few years in the playoffs, I, you know. But this is isn't their is. strength. Like, the, the offense is solid. Like, a very, like, B plus, A minus Let's go to the defense. This and it got even fucking better. That's what's this defense is insane, dude. This defense is I I I would it's the love best, it's the best six in the league. There's, it's the best six in the league. It is the best no six debate. in the league. I I you and I would argue that it is. There's no debate about this. I would love to hear somebody come up with a better six, but it Ooh, can't. We should we should on we should post that because I'm about, okay. All right, I'm curious. Somebody to see tell that. us what the what better six there are on defense than the Carolina Hurricanes because uh, I don't think you can find it. Let me think. Dimitri Orlov think. is your third line defenseman. Holy fuck. That's insanity, dude. Dimitri Honestly, Orlov I think is a, is a first second line guy. I think I think I mean if you want to get technical about it, I think that third pairing is probably your second pairing. But but you you're, you're going to look me in the eye you're and tell me Brady Shay. You're splitting hairs, right? Because Brady Shea and, and Brett Pesci are, you know, yeah, you can probably just log them into the third pairing, but fuck, that's a second pairing on most teams, dude. That's a second pairing, too. Like, this this is the best oh, defensive it's it's core fucking stacked, in the league. Dude. I, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. They're just going to roll defense. <sighs> like, you, what, what's your power play? You just roll the D? <laughs> just all defense? Yeah. You could throw out any uh, Dimitri Orlov and Tony D'Angelo could easily run a power play unit. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, 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 you know, and yes, I've had a couple beers today, but I can't, I can't think of a D that I could even make any sort of a argument. No, against this I, D. I just, I, there's I nothing that even comes it. close. It's like in my, in my eyes, there's nobody that even comes close. Wait, I want to I want to check one real quick. Okay, go for it. Let me know. Um, I'll I'll continue with that. No, it's not. Nope. Oh God, no! It doesn't nope. even. I mean, it gets it gets close, but not any, no. Like three, it three, touch four it. out of the six instead of the six out of six. Right. No, it's yeah, not that's even. That's insane, dude. That's it's not fucking insane. It's it's sick. Like it's absolutely sick. And bringing on Tony D'Angelo, like you know, politics and shit aside, who didn't lose their minds during the pandemic? Right. Um, I bought that, that so guy, many fucking board games during the pandemic, dude. Like that, so you're telling me that didn't? I'm not losing my mind. Come on. Yeah, uh, Tony is. If you take the politics out of it. He is a very skilled hockey player, a very good offensive defenseman. 
Like, this is a good fucking. This is this is amazing. Let's let's roll down to the goalies real quick. This is yep. this is kind of our you know this is both of our top teams. So I just I do want to touch on the goalies before we kind of sign off today. I so. think this is this is B plus goaltending. I have a I, there's a special place in my heart for Freddie Anderson being really a, being because duck, because he was hurt fan. by. Oh, okay. As a Ducks fan, yeah. Was, well, it, I mean, was he was... hurt? Was he hurt because of the Toronto fans, and we just want to stick up for him? Well, I think a little bit of that too. Right? Yeah. There's just a lot of things working for me with Freddie Anderson. I mean, he's he's also a ginger, so okay. I mean, there's just there's just a lot. Gingers of stick together. Like, yeah, that's right, dude. Like we have a meet. Gingers up. fly together. Gingers fly together. Um, <laughs> there's yeah, it's like a meetup every Tuesday or whatever. I saw the South Park episode. I know. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, you know, it's the same. It's the same tendies. Just run it back. I think the only thing both of these tendies are just a little bit injury prone, and I think that's yeah. that's a little scary. I think what you know what makes me feel even better about this team, right? You can look at look like look at this name, Frederick Anderson. Look at this name, Antti Ranta. Uh, there's also a guy that they have in the AHL, uh, Peter Kochenkov or something like that. Okay. I don't know if that's how you say it, but he was a fucking stud last year. When these guys were kind of in and out because they were they were just basically trying to have two goalies because one of these guys was hurt sure. for a majority of the regular season last year, sure. right? So uh, they they also have Kochenkov, right? Like worst case scenario, both of these guys go down and Kochenkov just carries this fucking team like he was doing. He literally like he was like the most picked up player in fantasy for like months, dude, because he just kept fucking killing it. Um, and behind this D, it doesn't, you could stick a fucking pylon in there, dude. Come on. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think as much as, as much as I like, uh, so, you know, as much as I like New Jersey and I like New York, um, don't, don't hate the Islanders, don't hate Penguins and that kind of shit. Hmm. Uh, This team with that defense with, you know, a very similar offense, uh, healthy offense to what they had last year, it's just... It's it's theirs to not get you know it's theirs to lose right it's theirs to not get first place in this a, division. You got you've got B plus A minus offense. You've got A plus defense, and yeah. you've got B plus A minus goaltending. Sure. Yep. Sure. Uh, it's this I is think, a this I is think a stack it, team. I agree, and I think if you see Kochenkov, I think I think this team gets even better if you see that third fucking hard to, goalie. It's hard to it's crazy. Like, it, like if you're sitting here going and you're the Arizona or not the Arizona Coyotes, if you're the fucking uh, Carolina Hurricanes, like what else can you do to make this team better? Like add maybe some off, like like you said, add maybe a, a scorer. Cap. Yeah, they need a, they needed a, they needed a little more up front. I think I think Michael Bunting is a good addition. Michael Bunting could also be a third line fucking guy, right? Mm-hmm. You need you need somebody besides Sveshnikov and Aho. It's going to put the puck in the back of the net on a consistent basis. Um, yep. And I think Teravine is too fucking low, right? So he's going to fill in up here somewhere. But, I, you know, they, they could have easily used – they needed a goal scorer. But, I mean, with this defense, dude, you don't need to score that many goals. So. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. All right, folks. That is it for our Metropolitan Division wrap-up and talking about the showcase – uh next episode we are it it is during the summer so we're doing every other week now uh we will be jumping over to the atlantic division sure will talking about uh some teams that we are happy to talk about over there 
Um, so we're excited for that. We'll even share some more uh, showcase content with you, some interviews from that, probably bring in the interview from John Cooper. Oh, Coop was the man. Old Coop coming in. God, that's such man. a great interview. So good time. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on whatever you guys take in our content on YouTube. Go to Spotify. Go to uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, rather. They changed that up. I'm an old. I'm old. Um, I'm in any case, find us, follow us, and uh, hope you guys have a good time.